Hello, and welcome to the Timeless Mama podcast. My name is Robbie Biddle. I plan to share some of what I've learned about faith, family, natural living, and homemaking. I'm a Christ follower, wife, and homeschool mom of five, soon to be six children. My prayer is that this podcast would encourage, challenge, and equip you in your family life and home. Over the past 10 years, I have learned a lot about faith, marriage, motherhood, natural living, and general homemaking, cleaning, cooking, running a home, and I am passionate about sharing those things as a form of Titus II ministry. So this will be a short little um, episode, and I might just sneak it in as an extra episode one week before Easter, Um, but I just wanted to share a little meditation on what might seem like an insignificant detail in the Easter story. I remember sitting in my sixth grade Sunday school class and we're reading the Easter story um, from Matthew. And, uh, Matthew 27 verses 50 through 51 says, And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom and the earth shook and the rocks were split now being just in sixth grade and having all my friends um, in class uh, I didn't want to ask about that but I was like that's a weird detail to include Um, I have grown a lot since then um, and I don't mind asking questions now um, but you know, sixth grade, whatever. Um, it wasn't until several years later that I found out what it meant, but it was mind blowing to grasp the awesomeness of what this verse means. You have to go back to the old Testament. God has set up the tabernacle with, um, very specific directions with the Israelites. And, um, later on he'll give Solomon very specific instructions for the temple um, and the temple from uh, Solomon and the temple from Jesus time are different temples um, the temple from Jesus time being Herod's temple um, but when God set up the uh, house of the Lord um, first the tabernacle then the temples you know Only the high priest could enter the Holy of Holies, the inner section of the tabernacle uh, where the Ark of the Covenant was, uh, the Holy of Holies. Um, And this was sectioned off with a curtain, but the high priest could only do it once a year after a very careful washing and putting on of special clothes. And you can read more about that in Leviticus 16. Um, The Tabernacle Place website says, The veil was a barrier to make sure that man could not carelessly and irreverently enter into God's awesome presence. Even as the high priest entered the Holy of Holies on the Day of Atonement, he had to make some meticulous preparations. He had to wash himself, put on special clothing, 
and bring burning incense to let the smoke cover his eyes from a direct view of God, and bring blood with him to make atonement for sins. You know, there's all these things that have to go into coming into the Holy of Holies. Um, and this is set up for the priests. High priest, once a year, could access the Holy of Holies. And even then, all these things had to be done just right. The temple curtain from accounts was somewhere between 40 to 60 feet high. So the detail that it was torn into from the top to the bottom is significant. No one's going to rip that um, from top to bottom without being seen. This is a hand of God thing. Um, and, you know, this curtain, it's not like the wispy curtains we have today. It would be heavy enough that you wouldn't just trip and fall into the Holy of Holies. But it was torn completely in two from top to bottom. Um, Hebrews 9, 1-7 says, now even the first covenant had regulations of divine worship and earthly sanctuary. For there was a tabernacle prepared, the outer one, in which were the lampstand and the table and the sacred bread, and that was the holy place. Behind the second veil was a tabernacle, which was called the Holy of Holies, having a golden altar of incense and the Ark of the Covenant covered in all sides with gold, in which was a golden jar containing the manna, and Aaron's rod, which had budded, and the tables of the covenant, and above it were the cherubim of glory, overshadowing the mercy seat. But of these things we cannot speak now in detail. Now when these things have been prepared, the priests are continually entering the outer tabernacle, performing the divine worship. But into the second, only the high priest enters once a year, without taking, not without taking blood, which he offers for himself and for the sins of the people um, who committed sins in ignorance. Um, Hebrews 9 and 10 is about the old system and the new system. Um, so please take some time to check that out this week. And um, Hebrews 10, 19 through 20 says, Therefore, brethren, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he inaugurated for us through the veil that is his flesh. The God of the universe, the holy, holy, holy God, gave his son so that we could be covered by his blood and enter the holy place of communion with him, without intermediary, without a lot of quote-unquote religious ritual. You know, take a minute to drink that in. That is mind-blowing. Um, Lou Giglio has a video, How Great Is Our God, where he talks about, you know, how small we are on the earth and then how small the earth is compared to the next biggest planet and how big it's compared to the sun and then how big our sun is compared to, you know, bigger stars and just the God of the universe who created all of these things. And we are just like a tiny, tiny speck on the planet. Um, 
and our planet's a tiny speck in the universe, you know, we get to go have communion with him. We get to commune and have fellowship with him. You know, how often do we take that for granted? How often do we take that lightly, um, carelessly, irreverently? I know I'm guilty of that. How often I lose the wonder and awe of the fact that the God who put the universe in motion and has made his way, has made a way to be in a relationship with him. You know, um, it's just absolutely mind-boggling. Now, um, just a side note for the whole Temple Curtain um, information. Uh, so I have tried to find sources, and I cannot. Um, it's definitely extra biblical, and it's actually not biblical if you read what the priest had to wear. Um, his regular garment did have bells on it, but the garments that he would wear to go into the Holy of Holies were plain linen. So the story of the priest having to wear bells into the Holy of Holies in case so that people could listen for him and make sure he was still moving, um, that is extra biblical. And I think while, you know, trying to, I don't want to say make God sound more awesome, but while trying to impress upon people God's true holiness and set-apartness, I think it really discredits um, a lot. We don't need to add to this for it to be amazing. Um, and some, some of it, so there's no evidence that the priest had to wear bells or had to have a rope tied to his leg to be pulled out if he died in there. Um, I have tried to find sources for how thick the temple curtain work was. Um, and I've seen both of these accounts, both the what the priest had to wear and the rope um, accredited to Josephus. And there is, I cannot find anything in his writings to support that. Um, and again, there's some, you know, some information that the curtain was as thick as your hand. It was like three to four inches thick and it took, you know, 300 priests or, you know, two horses could not pull it apart. Um, these things may be true. However, I cannot find um, information to back that up. And Josephus's writings is probably what we would go to, but I cannot find that. And I don't, you know, we're told not to add or take away from the word of God. So, um, anyway, because I grew up hearing, you know, oh, you know, now we can access the Holy of Holies when the priest, you know, had to wear bells and he had to have a rope tied around him in case he was, you know, um, killed because, you know, God is so holy. And if there's anything in his life, you know, that was wrong, you know, God would just strike him dead there. You know, and 
there were, um, there are stories in the Bible about people acting carelessly or irreverently with the Ark of the Covenant and dying. But that is not um, related to the priests. That is not, um, there's nothing in the Bible to support these extras that make it sound so much better. Um, but I really think that, you know, even just the fact that we can have fellowship with a holy God is just mind boggling, even without all this extra padding to the story. Um, so, and again, here's a good, um, illustration of, I've talked about kind of deconstructing man's traditions versus what the Bible actually says. You know, there's nothing in the Bible that says that the priest had to wear bells and a rope to go into the Holy of Holies. It's not in, um, the extra Jewish writings in, um, not think of the name. It's not in the extra Jewish writings. It's not in Josephus's accounts. It's not um, anywhere that I can find up until modern, um, I don't want to say storytelling, but <laughs> modern devotions and such. So it is really important to know the word ourselves and to really search out, to be Bereans and research where in the word, it says things. The best way to tell a counterfeit um, bit of currency is to know the real thing, to know it so well that you can catch any inconsistencies in that counterfeit item. So get in the word, know your word, and take some time to really think about um, the fact that we get to come into the Holy of Holies and commune with God without an intermediary, um, without having to make, um, you know, a blood sacrifice because Christ was our blood sacrifice. His blood covers us. So take some time to really appreciate that this week. Um, as always, I'd love to connect, uh, on Instagram, Facebook, it's the time, um, timeless mama blog. Um, send me your feedback. Let me know, um, if there's something that you would like to hear about as far as homemaking, natural living, faith, family, anything that you would be interested in learning about here. Um, I would also love to um, be able to pray for you specifically. So if you have any prayer needs, feel free to send me a message with those. Um, and I pray that you would have a great week and that you would have an amazing Easter.